In the Bible, all the way back over in the Old Testament, there's the book of Joshua. So if you have your Bibles or if you have your iPhones and you can look it up real quick, it's an important scripture that I believe is going to give us strength and grace and power all year long. So if we can take a hold of this scripture, I believe it will really be able to bless us. In Joshua chapter 1, now Joshua's unusual situation, because at this point when Joshua 1 begins to take place, Israel has been in the wilderness for 40 years. I want you to know you think you've been in a wilderness this past year, but this past year doesn't really compare with being in the wilderness for 40 years. Not knowing where your next meal is going to come from. Not knowing where you're going to be able to stay the next night. Not knowing what enemies you're going to face. Well, that's what this people dealt with for a period of 40 years. And so all of a sudden, they become to an area of entrance. That they're finally come to the place where it looks like that God is going to be able to open up in their life. So Joshua 1 begins with that episode. It begins with an episode of their former general, Moses, going to be with the Lord. And now he's given, in, given the authority into his young servant, Joshua. And Joshua is to be the one that didn't lead them through the wilderness, but Joshua is to be the one that's going to take them in to the promises that God has promised them. Now, I want you to know, you may have been in the wilderness all year long. And some of you may have been in the wilderness for the last ten years or the last five years. You may say, Jerry, you have no idea of my life and what it's been. But I'm here to tell you that God has given us, the Bible says, exceeding great and precious promises. God has given you promises whereby that wilderness is able to be changed into a garden of God. The Lord gives us these promises in the midst of our problems, in the midst of our difficulties. If you're here this morning and if you're facing sickness in your body or sickness in your family or a member of your family or a loved one is in sickness, then you're here worrying about them. I tell you, God has a promise of healing. If you're here this morning you don't know where your next meal is coming from, God has a promise of provision. If you're here this morning and there seems to be nobody in your life, you seem to be totally alone and you're so lonely, but God has a promise in His Bible of God bringing you into family. So I'm here to tell you, whatever it is that we're going through, whatever it is that we're facing, there is a promise to get us out of that situation. So the first thing that we have to realize, I must begin to cling to and believe the promises of God. Now many of you may have got discouraged, but you've got to encourage yourself in the Lord and realize this won't work. If I'm discouraged, it will stop the promises of God. So I've got to be encouraged in the Lord and allow God's promises to come into my life. How many of you are looking forward to promises being fulfilled in your life that you haven't seen the answer before, but God has them? Let me tell you, this is the year. This is the year to be. This is the year to believe. This is the year to receive. And this is the year to achieve. God has a new year. And I just love it the way God does it. In fact, in the Jewish calendar, there's two new years. There's a new year that comes in January, of course. And there's a new year that comes later in the fall. 
because God knows that sometimes we just need two new starts. And you may be in that place this morning. You just may need a new start. A new start in life. A new start in family. Maybe a new start in your health. But I want you to know God's promises is the vehicle of what God gives us to be able to get a new start in life. Now, in the book of Joshua, chapter 1, now God begins to speak into Joshua's life. And God begins to say, Joshua, this is not just something that I'm going to do. This is something that you and I are going to partner to do. Because not only did God have a responsibility, but found out that Joshua had a responsibility also to see it come to pass. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 6, it says, Be strong and courageous. Man, don't you just love the way God comes on the scene? God didn't come on the scene feeling sorry for me. God comes on my scene to bring change in my life. And so that's the way that the Lord started right here. He said, be strong, be courageous. Now, when God said that, that that tells us something. That Joshua wasn't strong and he wasn't brave. He wasn't courageous. You know, you may have gotten beat down through this past year. But God is here to still speak the word into your life that will bring change in our life. So God said, be strong, be courageous, because you will lead these people. There's always a because. When God tells us to do something that we don't seem like we can do, when God came to Joshua in the midst of his discouragement, and God said, be strong, be courageous. Because there's something that you must do. If you're discouraged, you can't do it. If you're downhearted, you can't do it. If you're weak, you can't do it. So there's something in the life of a believer that immediately, as I believe, that helps us to rise up and be strong. Now, you may feel weak two seconds before. You may be the weakest one on this whole parking lot this morning. But in a moment of time, by you simply believing and putting your trust in God, you can be strong and you can be brave for the glory of God. Now, let's go ahead and read some other verses here with it. It says, be strong. Verse 7 says, be strong and very courageous. You know, when God tells me something one time, I know it's important. But when God tells me something two times, I know, wow, God's trying to get my attention. But when God tells me something three or four times in a row, that means God knows that I'm not that. And God's trying to shake me up and get me to cooperate with Him so He can do something miraculous in my life. He said, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey, He said. Do not turn. Then verse 8 says, keep this book. And I'm here to tell you this morning... If you've got a Bible in your car, either through your iPhone or to your iPad, or if you've got it in the pages, then you've got a book you can hold to. Because the Bible becomes the the solid stepping stone beneath our life. He said, keep the book of the law always on your lips. Verse 9 says, have I not commanded you? Notice that God is repeating again the very same words that he has said three times. He said, have I not commanded you, be strong, be courageous, do not be afraid. You know, fear comes on us in all points of life. And that's what Billy and Amberly was relating to us here. All of a sudden, in the midst of their situation, they was found themselves without money. 
And I know what it is to be a dad and have several children. And all of a sudden, the responsibility of being that, uh, bringing money in on a Friday into that home means. But Billy all of a sudden was shaken up and he, and he realized that I'm not going to be able to supply for my family. And so the Lord under, see, God understood the situation. But even in the midst of our discouragement, or even in the midst of our depression, or even in the midst of our downheartedness, we have to realize, if God's going to help me, I've got to get up, I've got to grab a hold to my bootstraps, and I've got to begin to cooperate with God, and I've begun to believe something that I only have a promise in at this moment, but I've got to be strong, and I've got to be courageous. Do you know 25 times in the Bible it says these very words? And four of those 25 times is given to Joshua. Because God knew that Joshua was in a situation he fought battles. God understands now. God is a caring, loving Savior. And God understands where each one of us have fought, where our battles have been. But at the same time, God cannot change our life unless we cooperate with Him and believe. You need to shake yourself up this morning as I have to shake myself up this morning and realize God can't help me unless I believe Him. But if I will believe Him, if I'll put my trust in Him, God can work in my life. Amen? So God gives us an authority in life. And as a miraculous, really, authority, God is making me. God, God's building me. God's created me strong. I've got to realize, the first thing I've got to know is, God created me strong. And so by me being obedient to the Lord, I can be strong. I may not feel strong. And I may not can seem like get strength coming to me. But if I, in the midst of my situation, will begin to put my faith in God and begin to believe, I'm strong because God created me strong. God created me strong enough to handle this. God created me strong enough to make it through this. God created me strong enough to be able to deal with this. God's strength is in me. As long as you're there this morning and you cry in the midst of your pity, God can't help. Because God's got to have somebody that will believe. If God is going to come miraculously into our life, and bring change. God's got to have somebody that believes. You know, when Jesus walked this earth, they would come to Him with obvious dilemmas, unable to walk, unable to see. And Jesus would tell them, if you will only believe, all things are possible to Him that believes. Whatever your situation this morning, God's encouragement into all of our lives is this, to believe. If I can believe, then I can believe that God created me strong. And whatever it is that the devil's tried to do to defeat me, whatever it is that the devil's tried to do to discourage me, I've got to believe that the devil is a liar and God's truth. God made me strong. I may not feel strong. I may have not acted strong. But for I must believe that God created me strong enough to handle this. And you know what? God created me strong enough to seek Him. 
You know, beginning of this year, what's going to make this year work in all of our lives is that we make this a God-seeking year. As long as we seek things, and long as we seek for things that either discourage us or make us fear or even try to pull us over into the world, I must realize I can bring change. God made me strong to change. I've got to know God expects me to seek Him. I'm strong to seek Him. We've got to begin to believe that. I'm strong enough to seek God. Prayer can no longer be a ministry. I'm strong enough to have a strong prayer life. I'm strong enough to believe God. I'm strong enough to be a worshiper. Because if I stay what I was, I will always be what I am. But the very moment that I can believe that God made me strong enough to bring change in my life, then I can begin to exhibit the things in my life that will begin to bring and usher in that change. So yes, we're strong enough to pray. Yes, we're strong enough to seek God. Yes, we're strong enough to worship our way out of this dilemma. And we're strong enough to worship our God into the victories that He brings. We must begin to believe in God's strength. But not only does God give us the authority to handle it, God gives us an empowerment to be different in our lives. I don't know what you're chasing this morning. Every one of us chase different things. But there's one thing that I must give myself to this year. I must become a God chaser in my life. And God's made me strong enough to do that. You know, the Bible says in Acts chapter 1 verse 8, it says, And you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses. Do you know there's not a person here that God doesn't empower you, give you the power to live a life that will bring glory to God? There's not a person here this morning that God does not offer you power to live a life that will bring glory to His name. You know the first reason that empowerment comes to us? The first reason that empowerment comes according to Acts chapter 1-8. Now empowerment comes on me for a lot of things. God empowers me to be able to handle hard times. God can empower us to be able to handle a hard family situation. God can empower us to be able to handle unruly children. God can, ha- God can empower us to be able to handle hard financial difficulties. But the first reason power comes on our life, He comes to make my life a witness to the world of the glory of God. I'm going to quickly ask you, uh, how many at this parking lot service this morning because of your witness into their life. How many people today, how many people today are on this parking lot or will be on the parking lot for the next service that will be here because of your witness of the power of God in your life? 
Did you know there's not a person here this morning that God doesn't empower you to be able to touch people with the witness of your life that God has brought to you? God can so radically change each of our lives through His empowerment. God can give me power to be a different person. God can give me power to be free. God can give me power to change. And by that witness working in our lives, it forms a witness to the world that God is real. So not as only not only has God created me strong, but God has created each of us powerful. There's a power available in each of our lives for change. Then the third reason, let me say what God wants us to do this year. First thing is God wants you to realize that He's made you strong. That you're strong enough to pray. That you're strong enough to get in your Bible. That you're strong enough to get up and early in the morning seek God. That you're strong enough to worship. That you're strong enough to praise in the midst of your difficulty. You're strong enough. God made you strong so your situation can change. But not only has God made you strong, God has empowered you. God has put a power in each of our lives where our life can become that that will glorify God. Somebody says, Pastor, you don't know how low my life is. You don't have any idea how far that I've drifted. You have no idea how far my life has come. I want to tell you, God has empowered you to be able to come back. God has empowered your life where your life can bring glory to God. To where that your life will have such an influence on others that you can fill this parking lot full of the, those that come by reason of your testimony of God's goodness. The third thing that is, not only has God empowered me, but God has also equipped me. The Bible says that we are through the power of Jesus. And I usually close by saying, how many of you are saved this morning? Or given an altar call in accordance with that? But do you know what the word salvation means? Do you know what the word saved means? Saved just doesn't mean that I have a home in heaven. And saved doesn't, deal, doesn't just deal with my eternity. But saved is the word delivered. That's why each of us that are on this lot this morning, we can have a great praise in our heart. Because there are those that are here this morning that God has delivered you. God has delivered many of you from alcohol. God has delivered many of you from drugs. God has delivered many of you from a bad family situation. God has delivered many of you out of a, out of a husband of abuse or being in a family of abuse. God has delivered you out of economic disasters. God has delivered you, delivered you, delivered you, delivered you. Therefore, we can give glory to God this morning that we're the saved of the Lord. And all this year long, all this year long, we can give glory to God because God saved me last week and He's saving me of something this week. He may be saving you from the enemy attacking your country. He may be saving you from a meter of shower that's trying to rain down. He may be saving you from the COVID situation that's trying to attack. But God is a saving God. And we can rejoice in the Lord 
that not only have I been saved by many a thing in my life, I can give testimony to God's greatness that God is still today saving me. God is delivering me and God is helping me to overcome for the glory of God.